Aloha! Welcome to the Haleo Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, explains the parable of the talents from Matthew 25 14. We have been given many talents from the Lord. It is our responsibility to manage those talents. We won't see growth if we hide our talents. We must put them to good use and share them with others. How are you guys doing today? Good? Lord, we thank you for your word. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit that brings us the understanding and the, the ability to really grasp what you're speaking to us. Amen. Amen. Last week I talked about the parable of the treasure hidden in the field, right? And the pearl of great price. And we were talking about the treasure or the pearl being the word. And being the knowledge of the word. So tonight I want to work with the parable of uh, the talents. How many times have you read the parable of the talents? Many times, right? And I, what I want to do is, you know, a lot of times because of our Christian background, we understand the parable as something that, like at the end time, the Lord's going to return and he's going to ask you, what did you do with this? You know, but remember that Jesus was being just a, a teacher and a rabbi to the people that were, were listening to him. You know, he was not necessarily putting this off. He was looking for them to have something, a message that they would change at that moment. Does it make sense? He was telling them, hey, you guys, I'm here. You need to change your ways. I mean, John the Baptist came, repent. You know, there's something that we... we we are fooling ourselves when we continue doing the same things and we are not really paying attention to what we, we should be doing. Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. In that, you fulfill all the scriptures. And I think that Christ, when he was teaching these parables, he was saying, there are things that you need to do right now and you need to change right now. Does it make sense? When we read something in the scriptures, I want you to understand the context and make it alive for you today. Because, I mean, we, we, like, even this word talent, what is it? Is it money? Is it something? But think about what is your talent? Do you have any talents? Do you have gifts? Do you have blessings? Do you think that the Word of God is a talent in your life? Right? So do you have relationships that God gave in your life? So when we're talking about talents, don't think in like this spiritual, you know, ethereal way. Think about things that you have been blessed with when you read this parable. Are you guys with me? Okay, so Matthew 25 14, 
For it is just like a man about to go on a journey who called his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability. God is wise. Because he gives to us according to our ability. Right? And he went on his journey. Immediately, the one who had received the five talents went and traded with them and gained five more talents. Again, do not let this become something like generic. When I read talent, you fill the dot in your mind. What is it that you have been trusted with? Does it make sense? In the same manner, the one who had received the two talents gained two more. But he who received the one talent went away and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Bad idea. (laughs) Now, after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. The one who had received the five talents came up and brought five more talents, saying, Master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I have gained five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things, but I will put you in charge of many things, enter into the joy of your master. Also, the one who had received the two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have gained two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one who had received the one talent came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. And I was afraid, and went away, and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what's yours. Just what you gave me, I'm giving back to you. But his master answered and said to him, You wicked, lazy slave, you knew that I reap where I did not sow, and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank, and on my arrival I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore, take away the talent from him, and give to the one who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away." So in the context of this parable, I found a similar Jewish parable. Okay? At that moment, try to understand, you know, that Jesus was a rabbi teaching his disciples how to walk in the Torah. He was teaching them one thing, how to apply the word in your life. So what is it that the word tells you to do? Love your neighbor. Feed the poor. Does it make sense? All the practical day-to-day things that they were supposed to do as 
Jewish believers going to the temple and sacrificing. And he talked about the Pharisees saying, you should not neglect these things. These things are important. Tithing and, you know, going to the temple and praying. But kindness and forgiveness. Remember that? that we, we talked about that already. He was saying, these are the very important things of the law. You know, and, but don't just be in the shallow things, in the exterior things. Here, you should be applying your talents, or meaning your knowledge of the word, in every area of your life. Right? So, are you thinking, while I'm speaking, what are your talents? And what are you doing with your talents? Are you being faithful with your talents? Right? Everything, everything that a person has, whether it be goods or abilities, is given from above. In Jewish thought, God's creation of the world makes every person a caretaker what really belongs to God. This is by Brad Young, the parables, Jewish tradition and Christian interpretation. In James 1, 16 to 17, we read, Do not be deceived, my bread, beloved brethren. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. In the exercise of his will, he brought us forth by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits among his creatures. Why? How? <laughs> by the gifts, by every good thing that he gave us. So this is a parable. The miser. The miser is a person who lives in wretched circumstances in order to save and hoard money. Okay? So this is a parable. A miser sold all his property and bought a mass of gold, which he buried in a secret place, to which he made frequent visits of inspection. Right? You have a treasure, my treasure. <laughs> so you have this gift from God, and it's like a treasure. It's so special for you, and you hid it. And every now and then you go there like, look at this. Isn't that awesome? This thing that I, I have. But I'm going to bury it here. I'm not going to let anybody find it, anybody see it. I'm not going to do anything with it. I'm, I'm just going to have it. Someone who had noticed his coming and going found the treasure and carried it off. And when the miser returned and discovered his loss, he wailed and tore his hair in a frenzy of grief. Someone who saw him agonizing after learning the cause said to him, Don't grieve, my friend. Just take a stone and bury it. In the same place. Think of it as gold in a vault. Even when the gold was there, you made no use of it. Does it make sense? So it doesn't matter whatever talent and gift we have received. 
even if it is the precious gold, if it's not put to good use, it is just like a worthless stone. So this guy, he had to lose everything to really understand the value of what he had, but then it was too late. And that's what happened with the one that buried the one talent. It was taken away from him, and then it was too late. John 3.27 says, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given him from heaven. I love this, because we all have something. Some can sing, some can prophesy, some can bring the word, some can help, serve, right? Worship, call somebody, pray for somebody. What is my talent? And what am I doing with it? Ephesians 4, 8 says, Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led captive a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. According to each one's ability, five, two, one. But what matters is not how big or how little. What really matters in this story here is, what am I going to do with it? One thing that the founder of our church, John Robert Stevens, taught us is that the kingdom of God is relationships. And when I read this parable of the miser, I thought about relationships. Now, a lot of times we have so many, but we are not investing enough. And when somebody moves away or anything happens, then we don't have that anymore. Then we go like, oh, I wish I had spent more time with that person. Does it make sense? So think about talent as the opportunities that God is giving us every day in our life as a community. He sent the Holy Spirit. We have the Word. We have relationships. We have natural abilities. To bury your talent means not doing anything. Not walking in the Word. Not developing relationships. Not taking each opportunity you have to learn. Right? When you, you invest what you have, you multiply that. It grows. The relationships deepen. When I, I spend time in the Word and I do what the Word's telling me, what happens? The Word expands for me. When my understanding of the Word is put to good work, like we have a message in this fellowship, dedication, revelation. When I apply dedication to the revelation that I have, what happens? I get more revelation. Then it opens the door for me to walk in more dedication. That's why we, this whole thing, our church is started as a walk with God. It's not to be anything stationary, stop, part. 
it's like when we put the energy into it, we see the growth. And in this question of relationships as a talent, it's a classic response of Cain, right? Therefore the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? And he said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And I think that when we read the parables in a context of a normal daily life, how to apply the parables, not in a, in a, a spiritual sense necessarily, but in a practical life. We understand that Christ was trying to get the, his disciples' attention, say, guys, here, you have this. You have one another. I'm here to teach you how to relate. I'm teaching you how to be forgiven, how not to judge. Right? Our relationships are like talents. If we, I keep them buried while I have them, they, when they are taken away, then it's too late, right? right. Ephesians 4, 14 to 15 as a result, we're no longer to be children, tossed here and there by waves and carried by, about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of man, by craftiness, in deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ. I love this because when I read this in the context of this parable, Paul is saying, you guys, invest your talents in the body. Relate. Speak the truth to one another. Do you want to grow? Do you want to receive more? So that's how you do it. You do not do that by hiding, <laughs> by burying it. What you know, the truth that you know, the lights that you know. But you come here in the body and you share it. And that's how you grow. This is another quote from this book of, by Brad Young. The problem surrounding the delay of the parousia in church teachings tended to turn the original force of the parables into an apologetic explanation rather than a strong call for urgent, life-changing action. Does it make sense? Because what happened is like with the surrounding delay of the return of Christ, the church had to push away everything to the end time. Oh, this is going to happen someday. Right now, it's okay. You don't need to change anything. But it was the opposite. Christ was teaching to his disciples saying, you need to change. You know, you walk in the light that you have of the Torah, of the scriptures. And as you walk, you're going to receive more light. You're going to receive more, and, and your talents are going to multiply. Does it make sense? Verse 29 again. For to everyone who has, more shall be given. 
and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away. And I, I think that this is very important for us because we also know it says, to whom much is given, much will be required. I know we have a treasure, right? We have a treasure. We have a treasure in our relationships. We have a treasure in the, the provision of our worship, a provision of the word that we have, the understanding of the word, the legacy of the word that we have. And not only that, we have a greater understanding of what God is doing right now than anybody did a hundred years ago. Right? right? But that is a talent. <laughs> that is a gift. And that comes with a responsibility. I bless that with an, our awareness of doing everything that we can and should right now with what we have. I bless that. You know, one of the things that we cannot be guilty of today, having everything that we have made available for us, I is to say I have nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Or what I have is not important. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what difference is it going to make mm -hmm. if I come to church <laughs> or if I go visit somebody, if I, I prophesy? Does it make sense? When I, I come, I have to bring all you know, and everyone participates. You know, like Ephesians 4 is talking about, by that which every joint supplies, the body makes increase of itself. You know, and, but if I believe the lie that what I have is not important, I am robbing the body of Christ of a talent and a gift that I have received. I may have a small talent, but it may be exactly what a little brother or sister here will need. Does it make sense? But when I bury it, I am sinning against the body of Christ. And I bless that for us because to me, I want us to grasp this deep meaning behind the parables. You know, and I don't want, oh, this is just for another day and age. Yeah, it is true. He was speaking to another culture, another context, another crowd. But the message is still alive for us today. And it is a message that at one point, we all are going to have to give an account. But I don't want to wait for that. I want to walk in the light that I have right now. Amen? We bless this for us. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the... the the life of the Holy Spirit, yes. opening the Bible for us. Amen? Amen? God bless you. Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.